enjoyed the singing this morning, the song so good. And uh, the Spirit of God that accompanied them was good. Uh, we're going to read verse 16 through verse 21 this morning, and I want to preach a few minutes as the Lord leads us this morning. In uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 16 through verse 21, and he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. Thank you. Be seated this morning. Father, we come again today. We thank you, Lord, for, uh, Lord, another, uh, Lord, good good attendance, Lord, of uh, people who have come today to hear the word of God. And, uh, Lord, as we come today, uh, Lord, we ask that, uh, Lord, these songs that we just heard, they have, they have, set, a, they have set a presence, uh, an atmosphere, Lord, uh, of us thinking about heaven, thinking about eternal things. And, uh, Lord, as I seek to preach on that this morning, uh, I pray the Lord would give us liberty and the Lord give us, uh, Lord, some words that might be like apples of gold and pictures of silver in, in the sense that they're what people need to hear today. Lord, we pray for, uh, Lord, the lost today and ask that the Lord would uh, make them have judgment day thoughts. And we pray for the saved today too, Lord, that we might be reminded of truth today. Forgive me of my sins and failures. Thank you for the strength and help you've given me down through the week, and I need more of it today, and I know the Lord will give it. Uh, bless your people today, those that are listening today online. Uh, we pray the Lord would touch their hearts wherever they are today. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Jesus told this parable really to illustrate what he said in verse 15. He said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. And uh, that's pretty much what that last song they were singing about uh, said. Now, all parables in the Bible are nameless. In other words, the, the people's names are never mentioned uh, in the parables. That's one of the things that holds true and lets us know that, uh, that when we read a parable, it is a parable because no one is mentioned by name. Although parables are, are truths, and even though there's no name mentioned, there is, when we read a parable, there's always names that come to our mind that would fit that particular parable. And, uh, and the Lord told many parables, and this one here, he told about a farmer that was a fool, he said. And, uh, and I can think of some uh, farmers and one in particular that I knew growing up and 
He had no time for God or no time for church or no time for the Bible, no time for the things of God. And uh, as far as I know, he died without God. And, uh, and he, would, he would fit that parable there uh, pretty good. Uh, we, all know, we all know fathers, or we've been a father that's had a son that went astray. Uh, we all know people like that. And, uh, and if we've been coming to church very long, we can all uh, easily think about uh, somebody like that that was with the father and they went astray and went down into the far country and hopefully came back. We all know people that are like the stingy steward that he told the parable about and how that uh, the Lord uh, uh, blessed him, but he was not willing to have mercy and bless somebody else. We all know people like that. We all know about a sheep that's went astray. Uh, we all know God's sheep that oftentimes they're prone to wander and uh, they go astray. Uh, but in this parable today, it shows us about a man, a man who thought much, who didn't think much or precious little about dying. And I want to preach this morning for a few minutes. Have you thought much about dying? Have you thought much about dying? We think a lot about living, but I don't know how much we actually sit down and think about dying. Maybe you've thought to the point that you've wrote out something on a piece of paper, you've maybe bought a plot, and maybe you've got uh, a marker there, and you've thought that much about it, but how much have you really thought about dying? Uh, well, this man didn't think much at all about dying, and I want to look at him real quick this morning. He says in verse 19, I will say to my soul, So thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now that don't sound much like a man that's planning on dying anytime soon. And uh, he's talking about living. He's talking about taking his ease. He's talking about a lot of things, but he's not talking about dying. Amen. I suspect he is like a lot of people I've met down through my life. I, and uh, you try to witness to them or talk to them, you bring up the subject of death, uh, and they'd say, I, I just, just stop it right there. I don't like to think about that. Uh, I don't like to talk about that. Just stop it right now or leave my house. Uh, uh, they didn't want to think about dying. Well, there's a lot of people like that. We'd much rather think about living than we would to think about dying. We'd much rather be like this man, uh, and he's thinking that I'm going to take my ease, I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry, and, uh, and I'm going to do all that. So if he had dying at all in view, uh, it was tomorrow when it was going to happen. Uh, we know that. He's, he's got some tomorrows in there, and he says, uh, he says uh, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, he said he's got many years, many years. Little did he know he didn't even have a whole day. And uh, so he never thought much about dying. Do you ever think about dying? Do you ever get up in the morning and think this could be the day? Do you ever get up in the morning and maybe when you're having devotion and prayer, that somewhere in that prayer you insert this in the prayer and say, Lord, uh, if the day's my going home day, Lord, I want to be ready. Uh, Lord, I want to I want to be happy to see you. I want to be ready to meet you. Uh, I know we pray a lot about living, but do you pray much about dying? You see, not only, I said this at, 
at two funerals recently. I've said it as a way to comfort people. Both of them had Christian, uh, Christian mothers. And I made this statement. I said, your mother not only prayed prayers for you while you were living, but she's prayed for this day as well if you had a good Christian mother. And I said, the reason you're feeling strength and the reason that you're feeling the grace of God to get through all of this uh, is because somebody prayed for you back there. They prayed for a day that had not yet come. I know we're supposed to pray for our daily bread, uh, but I think we're also supposed to pray for what out there in the unknown. I, we ought to pray for our children. When our time comes, if we die before our children, we ought to pray for our spouse. Uh, uh, we ought to pray about things like that. Uh, when you think about dying, that kind of stuff comes to your mind every now and then. And not this man. This man said, uh, uh, he said, I got a lot of years left. What he didn't know, evidently he didn't read the Old Testament much because the Bible said in Proverbs 27 and verse 1, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, uh, because thou knowest not what a day would bring forth. Uh, how many times have I had people tell me, well, preacher, uh, we're not promised tomorrow. No, we're not, and we're not even promised all of the day. Uh, we don't know if we'll, uh, if we'll make it through the day. We don't know that. This man never thought about stuff like that. He was like, he, he should have read James, uh, James. James said in James 4, in verse 13, he said, Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we'll go into such and such a city, uh, continue there a year, buy and sell and get gain. Uh, but James says, uh, you, know not, uh, you know not what's tomorrow, for your life is like a vapor, uh, and it appears for a little while, uh, and then it vanishes away. Uh, uh, so we don't have no promise of tomorrow. Our life can quickly end. Uh, I know Psalms 90, and I know verse 9 and 10 uh, said uh, we spend our days, uh, years as a tale that is told. The strength of our years be threescore and ten, uh, uh, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore, yet we have strength, labor, and sorrow, and we're soon cut off, uh, and we fly away. Uh, I'll tell you a good prayer to pray is Psalms uh, uh, 39 and verse 4. Uh, uh, Lord, help me to know my end and what it is. Uh, and the measure of my days that I might know how frail that I am. For every man at his best state is altogether vanity. In other words, we're not to live with the thought in our mind that we can't die, that nothing can happen to us. The Bible said, I ask God to show you how frail that you are. How frail that you are. Just There's so many things in this body that are working and so many things going on in this body that we never think about and it's just so frail, it's just so fragile. Uh, uh, this body is, is that anything can happen at any time. Well, he didn't think that way. He said, well, uh, uh, he said uh, many years, maybe tomorrow. And then he thought this way. He said, i got too many things to do. I can't tell you how many times I've knocked on doors, went in a house, uh, 
I've talked to somebody about their soul or about going to the house of God uh, and they'd say, Preacher, uh, you just don't know how busy I am. I, I'm just too busy to go to church. Uh, I've got too many things to do to get right with God right now. I, I, I just don't have the time right now. I, but like it's been said many, many times, uh, uh, you'll take time to die. When God calls you, they won't be. It won't matter how much you got to do, how much you got left to do. Uh, it won't matter how many barns you're planning on building. It won't matter how many vacations you're planning. Uh, when God calls, uh, uh, you'll go. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible said He didn't think that way. He He never thought it might be today. But the Bible said that that night, that night. God said, thou fool. He died that night. Oh, I've known several people down through 40 years of preaching that planned on living to old age and, and uh, planned on uh, doing all this and that, but they never got to it. They never got there. And I don't put a whole lot of stock. I went to the doctor the other day and the doctor looked at my charts because he was a new doctor. He looked at my charts from previous doctors uh, and he said, you're, you're healthy as a horse uh, except for that diabetes. Uh, uh, well, I don't put no stock in that. As uh, far as I know, I could have fell dead walking out of the office. Amen. Uh, I've seen that happen. I remember years ago when there's a fella, he used to say, don't, please don't tell that. Every time you tell that, it tears me up. Uh, uh, but there was a man come into church one time down at Brotherhood. Uh, uh, they were having a singing and everybody was filing in. Uh, he walked over to the pastor, shook his hand, uh, and he, he asked him, how's he doing? He said, I'm doing great. Uh, he said, I just uh, come from the doctor and the doctor said uh, uh, that I, I have the heart uh, of a 16-year-old. Uh, he walked over into the corner. They started the service. In a little while there was commotion and he had fell dead with a heart attack over in the corner. So I'm all for being healthy. I'm all for you know doing like you ought to do. This doctor, he wanted me to take some new medicine. He said it'd help you. And he said, now if you eat like you ought to eat as a diabetic, it won't bother you at all. But he said, if you don't eat right, it's going to tear you up. I said, it's going to tear me up. And he said, if you take it, he said, uh, uh, you're going to be sick. You're going to have stomach problems and other problems. Uh, and I'm thinking, Doc, I feel good. Why would I take something that's going to make me sick? Uh, you know, I, I just ain't going to do it. Uh, but I, I'm saying here that he never dreamed that it might have been today. Have you thought about that lately? Have you ever got up in the morning and thought about today could be the day uh, uh, that my life ends? Uh, uh, have I done what I needed to do? Uh, when's the last time I told my kids I love them? Uh, uh, when's the last time I tried to tell Zoe about every night since she started to college? I missed one or two. I texted her last night, I think it was. I said, Zoe, Pop loves you. My name's Rick Prophet, and I approve this. She sent back and said, you're so silly. But we don't know. And this fella, he never thought much about when he would die. Seemed like a thought hadn't even entered his mind that he could die, that he could die. Seemed like it. But then I seen this. 
He never thought much about what he would leave when he did die. God said there in verse 20, when he came to him, God said, Who shall those things be which thou hast provided? Of course, the old saying is, the rich man died, and they said, How much did he leave? And the guy standing there said he left it all. That's the way it is. We're going to leave it all. We're going to leave it all. The Bible says, uh, over in First Timothy, we brought nothing into this world and we're certain we can carry nothing out. Most of us ain't going to have much to carry out anyway. Uh, uh, but i tell you what, uh, uh, if you've been to the funeral home lately, i tell you, if you do have any money, uh, uh, you ain't carrying none with you. They're going to get it before you go. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you tonight, the Bible said that we cannot take anything out of this world. That verse right there, uh, that is a good verse for a strange, false doctrine the Mormons teach. And you say, what's that? Well, they teach that you're a spirit in heaven. Uh, and then when you're born, that spirit comes to you. They teach that. The Bible said you didn't bring nothing into this world. If you didn't bring nothing in this world, then you didn't bring no spirit when you came. All that came when you was born. Amen. And so this man here... Uh, the Bible says that God says uh, you got to leave it all. You got to leave it all. The Bible said in Ecclesiastes five and sixteen, and there is a sore evil that in all points as he came, so shall he go. Great verse there. And the Bible said in all points as we came, uh, we're going to go. You say how do we come? Well. We come, we come in pain. You say, How'd, how'd you come? Well, a lot of us come hairless. All, all my boys were born hairless, and now they've returned to that. My grandmother used to say, We'd say, Grandma, we, we, our, we had, a, had a boy last night. She said, What's he look like? She said, Don't have no hair. She said, that means he's good stock right there. That's what that means. And, and the Bible said, in all parts as we came, when we came, we didn't have many teeth. We didn't have any teeth. So when you leave, a lot of us going to leave that way. Amen. When we came, it took us a few, a little while before we could see like we ought to see. When we leave, most of us ain't going to be seeing good. And when we came, most of us came with a doctor close by. And when we leave, most of us are going to leave with a doctor close by. When we came, there's a few people there looking in the window there and uh, grinning and a few people there, family, loved ones. Uh, and when we go, there'll be a few family, loved ones if we're lucky. If we make it through this COVID, there'll be a few families there gathered around there. When we die, just a few there gathered around that we love and are close to us and friends and family. And the Bible said, as we came, so shall we go. When we came, we didn't have one penny. When we leave, most of us are going to be the same way. Amen. In all points. So, we got to leave it all. I don't know how much you got, but we got to leave it all. 
Everything we got, we got to leave behind. Amen. Now, here's, here's the question. When we think along that line, we might leave it to a fool. You say, what do you mean? Well, the Bible said in Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 2, verse 17 and verse 19, and he's talking about a man with some stuff to leave. And he said, who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool? I've seen people work all their life and do good and be good stewards and prosper and and leave behind a, a lot of inheritance for a son or a daughter uh, who was not like them. They hadn't worked to get it. They hadn't saved. They hadn't done all they had to do that they might have a little money laid up. Uh, and as soon as they get it, they blow it all in a matter of time. Uh, you say, why? Because it got left to a fool. But not only money, what about other things? Who are you going to leave that to? Something to think about, isn't it? This man hadn't thought about that. He was just thinking about getting more all the time, but he wasn't thinking about who he was going to leave it to. Didn't think about that at all. You see, we're all going to we're all going to leave one way or the other. Uh, we're going to leave uh, by the grave, or we're going to leave in the clods, or we're going to leave in the clouds, as they say. We're all going. Now, I prefer the clouds, but it don't matter what I prefer. It's going to be one way or the other. Have you thought much about dying lately? Thought much about that? You see, he says, he says you might leave everything you've got to a fool. You might leave it to somebody that cares nothing about it whatsoever, and what it means to you, it ain't going to mean to them. Amen. But here's the thing, you see, here's the thing. We're all going to leave. Fellow said he went to the doctor the other day and said the doctor, and I've heard of pre-diabetic and pre-other things, but he said the doctor said you're pre-terminal. You know what terminal is? If you got cancer, they say you're terminal, you're not going to live. And the, and the doctor told this person, said you're pre-terminal. Say, so what's that mean? That means he's... He's fixing to get in a place where he's going to be terminal. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good uh, way of saying what we all are. We're all pre-terminal. Amen. Uh, uh, we're all going to die. We just don't know when. We don't know when. You say, brother Rick, I'm not enjoying this this morning. Did you know some preaching ain't meant to be enjoyed? We live in a day where people think that. All preaching ought to be everybody laughing, everybody happy, everybody shouting. But not all preaching is meant to be enjoyed. For some, it's meant to be endured. Amen. We don't like talking about dying. I can prove that. You say, why? Let me call you this evening and say, hey, I'd like to meet you at Cracker Barrel. Let's meet over and have something to eat. Or I'd turn around and call you and say, hey, let's go up to Crow's and sit around a while. I wouldn't get many takers on that Crow's business. But the Bible said it's better to go, it's better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. Thereby the heart is made better. I've never been to a funeral in my life. 
I've never done one in my life that I didn't look there and think one, there, one day that'll be me, one day that'll be my children, one day that'll be my family, and uh, my heart was made better. I've never been to Ponderosa and got a salad and a steak in my life. I've even thought about dying. I'm thinking about, can I get back up there before that guy gets the last piece of chicken? I'm not thinking about dying. And so, that's the way it is. And uh, we might leave it to a fool. But here's the thing you want to remember, whether you leave it to a fool, or whether you leave it to a good son or a good daughter that uh, makes their... Uh, makes their father glad, uh, uh, whether you leave it to a, a fool or someone that's fond of you and, and, uh, and a good person, no matter who you leave it to, don't forget we have to give account to God for it. The Bible said in Luke 16 two, He said to the steward, and give an account of thy stewardship. In other words, God's going to say, what would you do with your money? God's going to say, what would you do with your land? God's going to say, what would you do with your family? And God's going to say, what would you do with my money? Right. Say, God's money, that's that tithe. Right. That's God's money. But we will have to give an account of the house God let us live in, the car God let us drive. We have to give account of that. God give you a good car. One day he's going to say, what would you do with it? He said, well, I went shopping every Sunday. I, I, I took family time every Sunday. I have to give an account for it. Right. Amen. Even the things that God give us for pleasure, the Lord's going to say, what would you do with it? Was you a lover of pleasure more than a lover of God? Yeah. Right. Everything God's give us, He's give us for a purpose and a reason. Amen. Yeah. Think about that. You must give an account of thy stewardship. What'd you do with your farm? What'd you do with your CDs and your bank accounts? What'd you do with what God left you? What'd you do with your children? Are you told them about Jesus? You bringing them with you when you come? Give an account of the stewardship. Have you thought much about dying? You ought to think about it. You ought to think about it. You and your wife talk much about it. Oh, we would never talk much about that. You ought to talk about it. Amen. If you've sat where I've sat so many times and seen a, a poor wife left behind that didn't know how in the world she was going to do it and, 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 and wanted to have a decent funeral for her husband and no ways to do that, hey, let me help you out a little bit here. It ain't like it used to be. I've been to the funeral home enough to know, you know what they're going to tell you now? They're going to tell you what that funeral cost and they're going to tell you you've got 30 days to pay for it. Yeah. Or you ain't getting it. Right. Right. I've been enough to know you young people. This pastor preaching right here. You young people, you need to get you some burial insurance. You don't have to get $100,000, but get enough to bury you. You ought to get some on your children. You ought to get some on the husband, on the wife. And you ought to have some plans made so that uh, they got at least an idea of what you might or you might not want. It's, 
This COVID thing has really changed uh, the way funerals are done. A lot of them are graveside, and I'm all for it. You say, why? Because the other way it just robs people. It costs so much. Right now, we don't have much choice. It's got to be graveside, but I've been to a lot of graveside since all this stuff happened, and I'm telling you that I like them. You say, why? Because the only ones there, and most of them, was a family. Those that were closest, those that were there, uh, those that needed to be there. Some of them were able to have open. Uh, but anyway, I find it to be just as good. And just uh, Billy Mitchell helped me a lot on the funeral thing. I went to Billy Mitchell's funeral, and that man preached all over the United States. He was one of the most known preachers in our circles. Uh, and when Billy Mitchell done his obituary, the only thing he had in there was Billy Mitchell born, Billy Mitchell died, had his kids listed, didn't say anything about the revivals he run or how many times he preached. I didn't say nothing about none of that. Had a very small, simple funeral. And I thought, there's Billy Mitchell, a down to a T, a humble man that loved God uh, and knew that if he had done anything worth knowing about, God will let it be known. Uh, and if nobody else knows it, God will know it. And he's the one that rewards anyway. Amen. Last thought. He never thought much about when he would die. He never thought much about what he would leave when he died. He never thought much about where he was going when he died. He said, I will say to my soul, soul thou hast much goods laid up for many years uh, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He thought he was going to the recliner. He thought he was going to the restaurant. He thought he was going to recreation. But you know where he was going? He was going to hell. God said, thou fool. Thou fool. You see, one of these days, for all of us, if the Lord doesn't come, there'll come a summons. And the Lord will say, come up hither. God said to him that night, God gave him a summons. God said, thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. The summons came. And when the summons comes, what's leaving is not what we've got. I've done said that. What's leaving's our soul. Is that what he said? He said, I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years, but that night God said unto him, Thou fool! His soul left. When a person dies, their body goes to the ground, dust to dust. And the soul and the spirit return back to God who gave it. Amen. Paul said, if our earthly house of this tabernacle be dissolved, we have a building of God eternal in the heavens. If you're saved this morning, what you've got is you've got a saved soul and a regenerated spirit. Until you get saved, your spirit's dead. But when you get saved, God regenerates that spirit. So now you've got a saved soul, a regenerated spirit, and a condemned body. 
And if you die, that condemned body can't go to heaven. It's got to be left behind. It's got to be left here. But the spirit and soul will go back to God and wait the resurrection morning when that God will give you a glorified body. Uh, right now, right now, right now, you're down here and you got a saved soul. Uh, uh, you got a regenerated spirit and a condemned body. But if you die today, you'll, in the, you'll be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. Uh, and you'll be up there with a saved soul. Uh, uh, you'll be up there with a regenerated spirit. You'll be up there waiting for a glorified body. So the summons will come. The soul, most important possession that any of us have is our soul. Jesus said if a man loses that, he's lost everything. Jesus said there's no, no, nothing of any value that could be given as an exchange for the soul. No way. You see, there was a summons. His soul left his body. Never had thought about where he was going Bible don't tell us about him, but two chapters, three, four chapters over it does. It said the rich man died and was buried, and in hell he lifted up his eyes. There was a surprise. This man never even talked about hell. As far as that goes, he never even talked about heaven. This man seemed to think that death was the end. Eat, drink, be merry, because tomorrow you'll die. Death ain't the end. Death's just a little piece of the journey. Paul said, Paul said that I am in a strait between two, uh, desiring to depart and be with Christ. Uh, the Bible said, I've already quoted it, but to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Paul said, the time of my departure is at hand. Uh, let me tell you this morning, this Bible says when you breathe your last breath, you're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. Years ago, me and my wife and the kids as little was down to Smoky Mountains and we took us a little trip through Cade's Code there. To me, one of the most beautiful places down there in the mountains is Cade Code. We took a little drive through there and all kinds of little one-room schoolhouse churches everywhere you go there. And uh, we got out walking around reading tombstones, looking in the cemetery. And... Uh, and I saw one there, first time I'd ever seen it, said, remember now as you pass by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, you're sure to be. Prepare thyself for eternity. I went back to the truck and got a pencil and wrote that down. I've never forgot it. But I found out, I found out since then, I found out that that actually came from a tombstone up in Indiana. And it's worded a little different. It said, Stranger, when you pass by when you pass me by as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, so you will be, so prepare for death and to follow me. And someone etched in under those words, to follow you I'm not content until I know which way you went. Well, I know which way you went. Robert Hughes, who was a, a preacher up in Pennsylvania, told this story about his father. His father worked in the coal mines. 
And, uh, and his job was an unusual job that most people didn't want. But his job was, was every morning that he had to be the first man there and he had to be the first man to descend down into the lower parts of the mine where they'd be working. And he would descend down in there and he would always descend because of his job with a little safety light. And when he descended down in there, his job was to make sure there was no methanthene gases down there that could kill the miners. And if that light flickered at all, he had just seconds to run out of there and to try to get out of there before he died. And every morning he said his dad would descend down into the pit there, down into the dark pits of the coal mine, and he'd come back up and he'd tell the men, everything's all right. Uh, you can come on down. Uh, and uh, he said he, after he got saved, he thought about that's what the Lord did. Uh, uh, the Lord descended down into the dark grave. Uh, uh, the Lord descended down uh, uh, with, with His light. Uh, and thank God, he cut three days later, he come back, everybody feeling this, three days later, he come back up on the other side and said, boys, it's alright. Uh, I've done been down there and I'm telling you that it's okay to come. Uh, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff comfort me thou knowest my head with all in the presence of my enemies my cup runneth over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever Jesus died on that cross for your sins Jesus was buried and laid in the grave three days but he arose on that third day to let you and me know it's alright to come down he's done been there amen it's just a door and an opening going to the other side praise God have you thought about dying it's as much a part of our life as living Father, I thank you this morning for the Word of God.